0: circumstances in our lives that challenge us. Get made with Greg Harris. It might just save your life. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is G. Blackwell checking in with you with the Get Made Show live from Hollywood, California. First of all, I want to thank any and everyone that's well afforded the time to join us today. And hopefully we have a session with me speaking today uh, and give you something that you can uh, very well take with you and add to what you already have and what you are already working with. So hopefully what I say today can be of some type of positive addition. To what you're already working with, as I said, my name is G. Blackwell Harris. Name of the show is Get Made. I'm here basically to serve my listeners with what you know I have to say and to be served. And you know, when I'm served, I'm served by the the master, not by you. But my job is to serve you, so on and on with that. And we're live live streaming right now on BBS Radio. It happens to be the largest uh, internet radio streaming network on the planet. That's BBS Radio, and I'm on Channel 1. You can also link up with me on all the social media platforms at uh, getmade.global. And you can, you know, my music and so forth on Spotify, Apple, you know, the current EP that I have up there. Uh, Yeah, happy Sunday to everyone out there. It's been a great Sunday. Uh, Yeah, last week I didn't do a show because I was um, under. Oh, boy physical duress. I was under uh, the spell of sciatica. My sciatic nerve cropped up and came alive and, you know, raised his ugly head on me. And I'll tell you something. I'm the type of guy that can live with a certain degree of pain. I don't know how to live with pain. and I can hold on to it and carry it with me if necessary. But this pain exceeded all I mean this pain was like a toothache, a bunion, a bad bunion, and whatever else that's just oh my god, the pain, the level of pain combined, it's all that together. It had me imagining that my femur was broken. Femur happens to be the big bone that's inside the thigh. The sciatic had me believing that my femur was broken or maybe possibly my hip. My mom, rest in peace, she had hip for surgery. Maybe it's hereditary. I may have, you see, my head's taken off on me. It's suggesting things to me that, that it could be and, you know, rationalizing it for me as well. That's how vicious it can be. Me against me. So I, uh, you know was able to make it through that. It wasn't easy, I got to say, because, uh, as I said before, the level of pain that the sciatic had associated with it. This time I've had, you know, sciatic spells where I had to twist and turn or walk different maybe for a day or so. The pain wasn't that bad. I had to sit down every once in a while. You know, I've experienced that. But this level of pain caused by the sciatic nerve, just like it, it was like it was alive, like it was a god, meaning if I wanted to get up because I was bedridden for nearly six days, complete six complete days, and during those days, my daughters came over and took care of me and you know, washed my dishes, cleaned my home, and thank Big shout out to her. Thanks, Lex. And, uh, you know, maybe prepare some food, buy food for me and so forth. I was bedridden. I was shot down, shot up. I mean, laid out. So while laying there, of course, I do all I can to remain rational. Whatever happens in my life, I I try to remain rational. Like, let me find a rationale within this. Where's it at? So with that episode of me being bedridden for six days, you know, I had my bouts with rationale just frequently when I was just recently rather when I was uh bedridden. Because I wanted to know, okay, why am I here? Not here, just here on earth, but why am I here bedridden six days? Pretty decent health. I'm a pretty good specimen of good health. With all the things running around that I do and my age and factor everything in. And uh So I said that to say I'm pretty keen on how I feel. You know, I'm pretty keen on that. I listen to my body as best I can. So it didn't fit. You know, even the things I was imagining about the femur and so it didn't really fit. You know, my lifestyle, the things that I do, the way that I walk, the way that I live, just didn't fit. But it gave it to me anyway. The sciatic nerve pain, the pain of the sciatic nerve gave that suggestion to me. And it could be your hip. It feels like maybe your femur broke in half, just snapped. All these things, I had visual in my mind of it. So, I mean, it wants you to take it, it was telling me just where it wanted me to go. I wanted to get up and maybe make a breakfast. Okay, let me make a little. Strips of bacon, little eggs, a couple of pieces of toast, maybe a little orange juice. Started my day off. I stood up. I mean, that doesn't take a lot to do that. I stood up to proceed that way. And it just literally just told me, no, you're not going anywhere. You can't walk over there. So I had to sit back down after sitting down. Then it told me, now you have to lay down. It When I said bedridden, I lay down and we had to find a spot to stay in because the sciatic was moving so i had did my shares with uh, the various doctors and so forth but the lesson that i learned from having that was to sit still and just just for one be still don't move don't worry about moving don't worry i was in a process of thinking like what I'm missing. This was the, after all, the Halloween weekend, which happens to be the second largest day for a driver. If you've ever listened to any of my shows, those who've listened before know that I drive. I have a livery service here in Los Angeles. And it goes, you know, it's what I do. And when I'm not able to do that, I start thinking various thoughts. Like thoughts, they get out there. That's income. We need that. Got to have that. So it affected the income, and then it affected the income some more. And then bottom line is, I was able to uh, get a, um, a steroid shot. It was just that that I was in that deep level of pain. I needed a steroid shot. And then some other uh, narcotics to do heavy stuff to stop the pain because I mean, just Tylenol threes are strong. I had a hernia, to replace it. A sports hernia. I used to lift weights, so I, I popped one of my hernias lifting weights, and I had to get it repaired. And I remember taking the cold, the codeine threes, Tylenol, and I was like out of it. Didn't feel any pain or anything. Just out of, didn't know where I was. Just woozy. Well, these guys, the Tylenol 3s didn't do anything for my pain on the side, period. That's how big the pain was. So the guy, the doctor gave me, uh, the big guns, gave me the big stuff. So I took a couple of those and the pain went away. So now I'm, I'm better and I'm on the show. And, uh, I apologize for not being able to broadcast last week, but that was the reason why. But yeah, I'm just, uh, I got to tell you, it literally snatched me to the bed and laid me down. So glad to be out of that for right now and glad to be back into this and doing what I do and doing what I like to do and doing what I feel that I'm put here to do. And being that the Halloween weekend just passed us out there, I really, you know, I hate I miss that thing because there's so much going on here in the Los Angeles, Hollywood, you know, West Hollywood area. West Hollywood, in fact, is the largest uh, parade, I believe, in this country for Halloween and whatever else, New Year's, I believe, but definitely for Halloween. So I didn't make it there. So I took it as, you don't need to be out there. And you don't know that. That's how I just, I drank drank that cup right there of soup like that and left left it alone. And now I'm here to talk about it, vent about it, or not that I'm upset or anything, but talk about it, vent about it, and uh, just let you know that I'm grateful for it. It's just another process that you know, I had to go through out of nowhere, like a left hook. It's hard to see a left hook when it's coming. So it, that's how it hit me. But yeah, speaking of the Halloween uh, celebration, that particular holiday, which they're trying to make that an actual holiday. That's what it seems like. But it's not. But they're trying to make that a holiday. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually made that holiday. Just, you know, dead day or go dead of the day. One of those. There was a guy, you know, I like to talk about certain incidents at the start of the show, usually when I start off. And I saw a report where there was a guy stealing Halloween decorations. Santa Monica, Orange County, another guy on the west side of L.A. Stealing Halloween decorations. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. And they got the guy on camera. They had it all over the news. And I'm like, okay, that is something. Wouldn't want to catch that guy. I wouldn't want to catch a guy like that stealing a scarecrow or a witch out of my front yard that I put there for my, you know, my grandchildren or my kids. I wouldn't want to catch that guy. That way, I wouldn't be good. So thank God he got away after knocking. One guy knocked a few of them over and got away. One guy stole a few, jumped in his car. You know, he needed those decorations for his place where he's living, I guess, but. It's just best those type of guys just get away, don't get caught at that moment anyway. But just at that particular moment, because that's enough to piss you off to his point. Like you did what, and just you know, he may do he may do anything because of the stupidity, the look, and he has to. When you catch someone doing that, I'm sure they have a dumbass look on their face once you you know apprehend it, like run up on them because it's just a dumb thing to do. It's real dumb. So I saw that I'm like, oh my god, then another, then another. Some about three or four different ones on TV on the news. I'm like, oh come on, guys! Still Halloween decorations, boy. That takes balls because you never know. Foot, I mean the huge Halloween decorations. You would think a huge guy put those up because they're big. They're huge. The de- 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 decorations are at least six feet tall, if not taller. That's the average size. That's The smaller ones, then you have them all the way up to 20, you know, the big ones, especially in the area that I live in. They're all over the place here. You know, people put the decorations out. In my day, back in Chicago, I don't remember any Halloween decorations being put out. Only decorations that's put out is Jewish neighborhoods that put their decorations out for their Jewish holidays and black and white and every Mexican and Spanish and everybody Puerto Rican and everyone else, Asian, put theirs out at they're celebrating during the the holiday, Christmas holiday. There's one thing I never saw any Halloween decoration unless it was at a party. Where are you going? We're going to a Halloween party. We're going to dress up like the Lone Ranger. You know, teenager, going to a party. That's it, and they have Halloween uh, pumpkins and whatnot on the wall or whatever decorations or whatever. Nothing big, but yeah. But now it's a big, it's like Christmas here. I'm sure it's like that in other parts of the country, but the big decoration, the big black cat, 20 feet tall, it's held down by the uh, cords. Huge. The blow-up cat and, uh, you know, large enough to be in a Macy's parade. And that's what they're doing now. Especially, as I said, the homes in this area. But yeah, And I like to see that type of stuff because it keeps me festive and look like they're having a good time. And for me, anyway, it's nothing wrong with that. But the big news that I noticed this week or past week was Whitey Bulger. And how they killed this guy in in prison. Days after he got there. and that's what that was something i mean he's the last of that breed he's just about one of the last ones of that breed so the door was open for him to slide on the ring this his turn just you know he had two life sentences in there and it's like alleged not allegedly supposedly he killed a lot of people and you know 11 or 12 people and so forth but he worked for the feds he worked for a few other people on shore shore just you know he was a cold mobster boston is a lot like chicago Boston, New York, Cleveland had a little bit about it too. Indiana. Detroit, of course. But a lot like Chicago. All those had the same type of blend, same type of shade. The way they lived and did things. And you know, the new down to the newspaper and just, you know, business. So businessmen from Cincinnati frequent Chicago and businessmen from all those cities and states I mentioned earlier, especially in the Midwest. They visited Chicago because as a youngster, I remember walking up and down the big State Street and Randolph and the rest of the huge streets while I was working down there. I could see the businessmen coming and going. I could just feel that now. I can Where I'm at now, I can look back and see and know they were there for business and they weren't from there. See, because I saw a lot of activity like that when I was a youngster that stayed with me. A lot of people coming and going, like you see on the commercials, a lot of people walking on the freeway, the head's bobbing and so forth. Yeah. So for me, that was one of the things I noticed, like, okay, what are they doing? Because they're moving around. They're, you know, they're going somewhere. What are they doing? That stays, stays with me as a youngster. So, yeah, Whitey Bulger got yeah, took out in prison. And supposedly, they, of course, you heard on the news, the hitman did it. Probably in the mob or just, you know, knew what it was. Alright probably was waiting before he got there, I'm sure. Hey, he's coming your way. All right, I got it, we'll take care of it. That's simple, that's, how, that's the rules they live by. And you know what? Ironically, that's the name of the show, what I just said. So I sort of leaked it a little bit. But the thing is, uh, uh, back to what I was looking at there on the screen, yeah, Whitey Bulger he's something. He's gone. He's He lived his best days on the run when he was running. He's out here, at Santa Monica, out by the beach, with a beach. He was at the beach with a beach, and he did well. He lived a long time out there, 10, 11, 12, 13 years, a long time. If you're on a run, and he had millions in the wall, so he ate pretty good. He was good. And then with the Jerry got took out. So, you know, it's part of that culture. You know, that old mob minded culture. is just wicked, but still here today. It just has a new face on it. And then in the news, it's like. I think I read, I believe I read somewhere that Pence said that the U.S. catches 10 terrorists per day. I found that interesting because 10 terrorists per day. 10 terrorists per day. Could that be 10 actual terrorists or 10 people that you allegedly charged with being hooked into some type of terror group or whatever? But I found that amazing that we catch 10 terrorists per day here in the US. And then on on and on and on and on, the bomb situation, with the guy who did the bomb, the bomb, the bomb, the bomb. And with that, I'm waiting on all the facts to roll out to speak on it. But what I can't speak on is the guy being in jail behind it. He's crying. He's right there looking. He's probably dead by now. When I say near death, looking at near death, because when, you, when you're when you close to death, I've heard that, you know, your past flash in front of you. Well, right now where he's at, he's looking at his past, all of it. And it's a playback button on there, record and erase, but you can't erase it. It don't work, but it's a button on there, and you're all in your mind. And with that rewind button, you're going to be pushing that one, because that's what that place will do to you. Now, when this process takes place to a person in there, that that's all they have is their thoughts, and you know your memories, and you're spinning back, and you're spinning back, you're pushing the remote in your mind, rewinding your life, and you're going to have to come upon that scene that you did, and it's going to match up with something else pretty. So when you rewind the tape of your mind, you can rewind back to your childhood when it was all good. and You know, your mom and everybody was sweet and kissing on you and showing you off. And you can rewind it back to the last incident where he shot up the people at the synagogue. So it's like right now he's in his own purgatory, he's in his own world, thinking his own thoughts and he's going to have to deal with them, And it ain't easy. So from what I've heard, he cried in court and so forth. He don't you know, have any reason to cry, just to show because you know he's done anyway. But I can dig it as far as the crying because he's going to have to wake up to his, himself, you know. And so that's, that just was the thing when I saw it. Which I target. This is the, this is the, for me. It's the latest guy I target now. Middle aged guys, roughly around my age, a little older, maybe a few years younger, fifty to seventy, fifty to eighty. Let's put him there. Caucasian. I target those guys now. I watch them when they get in my car, when I'm on the street or whatever. Because that, to me, that that block of guys are the ones seem like they're upset at whatever, whatever change that they're upset about. That's what I see. And it's like, cause that guy he didn't he looked like an ordinary guy, like you know, um, a guy on a family. Um, What's the name of the show? With Peter on it, the cartoon show, the animated show. He looked like that guy in the face. So, I mean, with a little dog. Family, whatever. And so, I'm like, he's just, he didn't even, his look didn't even fit what he did. As far as my perception goes. As far as my own perception goes, the guy who they charged for the shooting didn't fit. When I saw his picture on the TV, I'm like, oh, he looked like a Geico commercial guy or something, or just a U.P., I don't know, you know what I mean? It's, it just goes to show you. Because he didn't fit. He didn't look like, he, he didn't give have the look like he'd do something like that. Which told me, and always does, a lot. I don't know what he told you. But he told me, see there. Because you can't see there. That's why I'd say it, see there. You never would have saw that coming, cause he don't have it on him. He's not sagging, he's not threatening, he's not imposing, he's not anything. He's just he looked like a mild mannered guy. Those picture they had on TV. He's the kind of guy you look. Oh yeah, okay, let him in. Come on, come on, guy. Next, who, who, who are you with? You know, you let him through. That's what he looked like to me. He looked like the guy you let through. I'd let him through. Come on man. You know, after you show whatever you're showing, nothing else, he, he's good. Let him go. Mr. Guy. So, something to look at. Not to match it with the terrorism and all that. That's what the TV station is to do, whoever else. is. So, you know, I watch YouTube a lot, and I see a lot of guys on there because I'm learning and honing my craft, and I'm watching people. And it's just, it's a lot of corny stuff on there, people saying stuff and doing stuff. And I just want to say to anyone and everyone that may be listening to me, my intention is to stay solid, It's to stay solid, you know, just no BS, because I mean, I care. That's why I'm here to serve. I really care about, I really care about someone who's not made in the, in, in the term that I express it in and who would like to be made. There's truly would desire to be made, meaning desire to have their life changed. Want to hear something new. Not that I have a magic pill or a button you could push or a you know, types of send dollar in, I'm gonna send you a magic scarf or anything like that. No, no, no. It's just listening. That's all it is, is listening. Free. And the thing is, I just want you to be able to glean something out of what I say, not just the story. The stories are just like part of the show. You gotta have a degree of entertainment. That's what that is. But beneath and inside and in the back of all that, as well as in the front, you know, my main objective is to, you know, convey a message out there that can assist someone with what they're already working with. Because, I mean, this, whatever I say won't help anyone that ain't doing nothing. But anyone that's out there that's already have something in motion and I can add to it and say something like that, oh, be Because you already got it. You know, it's just, you know, adding to it. So we, we go on like that. But yeah, so that's I looked at that and say, so, yeah, I got I to gotta racial profile you. I got to look at you. You're the one right now. See, that's something to be mindful of just because it could be anybody anywhere. That's the world we're living in now. It could pop up. I'm I'm always looking. What's next? Said it a few uh, shows ago. What's next? And then, of course, you have your Trump news out there. You know, you can't just slide through without talking about some of that. And, you know, looking at Trump and hearing Trump on TV and watching people, the response and so forth, it's just something. Because what I see is like Trump throwing the finger at everybody, whoever he needs to throw it at. doesn't matter. You're lying up over there. If you're lying up over there, I'm throwing the finger at you too, because I'm throwing it over there at you, everybody. So Trump throwing the finger at everyone. And they're responding sort of like with a peace sign or a A-OK sign. or In other words, he's saying stuff. And then the, the things that I hear, especially on CNN and all the other channels, too. It just don't match and it won't match. It's like, OK. I love Maxine Waters. I love the other lady down in Florida who's on CNN with the cowboy hat on, with the rhinestones in her hat and the rhinestones in her cowboy jacket. But look, you ain't David. So now, first of all, okay, look, you're going up against a beast. Okay, you're going up against a beast. I'm not saying it like it's bad. I'm not saying it like it's good. I'm just saying it like a beast. You're going up against a beast. Jerome, Bettis, So the other guy who plays for Seattle now play for us with the Oakland Raiders. The beast. Beast mode. Get in his way when he's trying to get to the end zone. So in that regard, he's a beast. So this guy, our president, he's a beast. Like it or not. And it's only my opinion. He's a beast. Why would you want to send Mary Poppins in there to deal with a beast? Why would you send Mary Poppins into the room? Okay, Mary Poppins, go in there and and fight the beast. What do you think is going to happen? No one knows. What do you think? Because you sent a frail little lady in there to fight with a beast. Now, David, he fought Goliath. That's different. You see? because he was special and it was put on him to do it. But you want to send a schoolteacher, a frail lady inside the room with a beast who's making all kind of noise and knocking all kind of shit around viciously. So in essence, what I'm saying for me, and I'm listening, when I see Trump and they okay, do okay, well, what do you think? They got the talking heads on TV. and I look at this stuff and I love it. I love it. I love it. But when you get the talking heads up there and you you, you play a clip of Trump, whatever he's saying, something derogatory, something way crazy. And then it come back to the talking heads, okay, Jim, what do you think? And everyone who says something with the exception of maybe one guy who worked for the CIA, Phil Mudd, which is a guy I love to hear talk on CNN, everyone else is just watered down, Namsey pamsy. Just, you know, pink, not gonna match with this mass that you're talking about over here. You just showed the clip of the dude saying what he's saying, and then okay, Jim, what do you say? And then you go back to Jim and he says, Well, I don't know. I think that's TV still, you don't know. The first thing he said. Because everything you say behind that is just weak, watered down, and anybody who corresponds who believes what goes along with the weak watered down version. You got to feel it. You got to feel that because it just doesn't, it's just my opinion, of course, but it just doesn't match. I'm not on any sides or anything. It just doesn't match like an arm wrestling match or a basketball game. I could could watch a basketball game and not root for either team. It's just a good game. Damn, did you see him just dunk on him? (laughs) Man, he did it back to him. It's a great game. So, as a sideliner, I'm looking at these cats, and Trump's saying one thing, the way he want to say it, the way he's going to say it, and that's how you're going to hear it, hear and give it to you. And then they're responding with the Namsey pamsy whamsy lamb like, hey, I don't want to be a lamb. I don't want to act like a lamb. I don't want to conduct myself like a lamb. I'm a peaceful, pleasant guy, but I don't want to be a lamb. Especially when they're not speaking that language, that's just my opinion. Though I know it's wrong with a lot of people who feel another way, but for me, it's not, you know, I don't know. It's like you get to a point where you can't hear the opposition to whatever the loud noise that he made or whatever he did or whatever. And of course it's, it's a shell game, you know, I, I, Well aware of that. But at the same time, I've seen some pretty good shell games. See, it's not just what you do. Oh, you see what he's doing? It's no good. I've seen some pretty good shell games. So whatever it is, he's doing it. And the response is, in my opinion, it's just not matching. I mean, pound for pound, person for person, doesn't matter. Just not matching. It's, it's not matching. It's like hitting the hit upside the head with a with a haymaker. You're boxing and you punch back and hit the guy in the shoulder. It's just you punch, but it's not matching at all. It's, now it's his turn again. Where do you think he's going? Back to the head. See, so. I mean, for me, that's what I saw in there. And it's like. Um, Not to say he's even having his way. It's just a perception. It may not even be working for him. I don't know. But my perception of what I'm seeing is, man, you're getting dog walked and drug around the yard. I can see the dust flying behind you as he's dragging you through the yard. And you're not saying nothing. So I don't know. Maybe you got a plan I don't know about. But the thing like, you know, like all the rest of them. But I just don't see it. And I got to say, you know, this is relatively a good health show as well. Because I like you know good health and good wealth, if you will. But I don't I want to say that to say, you know, that old boy Trump, when he's walking across that tarmac and dipping and his coach blowing and his his hair blowing in the air, tie blowing to the left, he got a pretty nice stride. I mean, he could look like he in pretty good shape, you know, because people talk to me about how I walk because I got a stride. You know, like, it's a healthy stride I got when the sciatica is not kicking in, okay? When the sciatica is not kicking in, I got a decent stride when I walk. And from looking at Trump, I can only relate it to my own. He had a decent stride walking across the tarmac at at his age. You know, I'm giving him that because, you know, fits a good health show as well. So whatever he's doing, the McDonald's and all the things you hear people tweeting and talking about, He got a pretty decent stride walking across that tarmac wherever he's going. Stopping, talking to the reporters. He doesn't look like he's in any pain at his age, is what what I'm trying to say. You see, so. I don't know. That's something to look at. Because. Because. That good health, I mean, it just goes a long way. I've learned a valuable lesson just this past week when I wasn't even able to do the show. So just whenever I see someone, doesn't matter who it is, I'm going to give them their props if I feel. I mean, I'm, a, I'm only observing him from walking. Look, like he got a pretty good stride to me. But of course, that's only my opinion. Someone else may see it and say, look at him, he's tore up and bent over or whatever. I didn't see that, so. He had a pretty good walk, and I'm a guy who I'm a walking guy. I walk, you know. I have a distinctive walk because I've been told. And he got a nice stride, man. You know, it's like that. I've been told. And I saw the way he strode across. Obama has a stride. See, real smooth. He has a he has a nice stride about him when he walks. And that's why when he's coming with, when he was president, coming out of the old Office to watch him walk from there to the, you know pulpit and then he used to watch him walk on the tarmac as well because of his walk. And same thing for Trump, because, you know, he's G'd up with the long coat and you got the look. So anyway, that's I mean that's my take. When I see them speaking on because they speak every day on the president or the Oval Office or somewhere in Washington DC, something's going on with the president or his staff or somebody got fired, rehired, or sex scandal or something happening there every day. Right? And it's like um, they, keep, they, keep, they keep, the was continue to roll. Doesn't even seem like the of time flew by like that. But aside from Trump and the White House and so forth, because I talked about something earlier about the rules. You know, so it's like, it's just a question. What rules do you live by? What rule book? Whose rule do you live by? Do you even know? And the reason why I say that is because, you know, I come up in a Christian faith in that that, that household. My mom, rest in peace, was a pastor. So I honor her through my belief system with religion. And even if I want to expand, explore, try other religions, whatever, I still honor her religion. I was raised with Christianity. And I include that in my prayer. Whatever prayer I'm saying, I include her and that. Because that's me honoring her. She gave that to me. So I don't ever want to throw that away. So, but that's religiously speaking too, right? Personally. But what's in your rule book? Like those are some rules that go, you know, guidelines and rules that go along with being a Christian, so what so you can say that rule book or just your everyday rule book with the things that just apply to you, the some of the things you do and some of the things you won't do. And what do you subscribe to, you know, as far as uh, your your moral compass is concerned? Not to get so deep or anything into that, but what do you subscribe to? Because when I say what's your rule book, what's in your rule book, you write the rules. Unless you don't know, and then you're playing by somebody else's rules. If you haven't written your own rules, then you're living by someone else's. So then you got to ask, okay, what rules can be broken and what rules can't? or shouldn't be broken. Like me, I don't like breaking rules. But what rules, G? What rules are you, are you talking about? Well, namely the government rules, you know, city rules, city, state, federal, local, all that. Any, I don't like breaking any rules, traffic, any of that. But there's other rules, but like something like rule books, like the way I was reared, some of the things that I learned coming up, You know, in society. When I watched and saw people, I observed people. And for me as a youngster, I was able to assess and look at it now at this age, I was able to assess what was going on around me, not being a part of it, but actually witnessing it. And gave me another level, a different level of understanding what the rules were and what you do to live them and break them and so forth. It just depends on how you're living also. Because if I'm a poor kid in the ghettos of Chicago, not that I was, but if I was. And I'm trying to escape and I got some things going on. I want to do this and I see something I want to and I can't get it. No way. I may break some rules for that. Some rules that my mom and pop told me not to break. Those rules. Not the ones I said for myself yet because I haven't said any. But I'm making a decision because I saw some things I like, and I'm going to take a shot. Come up on it and uh, get that and go. It's real important because, in my opinion anyway, the rules that we live by, that determines uh, what we'll do and what we won't do, just in my opinion again. Not a scholar on it or anything like that, but I do live a life, and and I try to live a BS-free life. You know, a bullshit-free life because it just makes it so much better. You know what I mean? It gets more pleasant. You're able to take things in. It's like, and the BS, it just costs too much. And I, and I see things. Like I said, you know, I love their internet. I love Instagram and Facebook with my family. But I wouldn't even get on. I, I didn't get on Facebook or Instagram for the six days I was bedridden. Not even to see a post. I didn't get up. I took the time to say, okay, I'm hurting. I can take the phone and look at it, look at the post latest post, my sister or whoever putting up there or friend or whatever. But I said, okay, I'm gonna use this as a shutdown moment. Then that's what I'll do. Because Since I'm shut down, I'm gonna use it as a shutdown moment. So what I did is I just turned it into like uh into something. So I'm going to fast for six days, five days. I'm going to fast on the getting on the Internet and do that. It's going to be part of it. And that's what I did. I just turned it into that because of the pain I was going through. Yeah, I'm already suffering. Let me take something away to to go along with it. So it was the Internet. And that's what, you know, leads back to the box. I was talking about the blessing for me is and the big thing for me that I celebrated myself for was how I was able to do that with nothing else to do. Not really. I mean, I got plenty of things to do. But if you're bedridden, nothing else to do. So I was able to not get on because if I'm bedridden, I'm popped up or propped up in the bed, you know, head against the pillow. That's the perfect thing to do is look online on your phone, on Facebook and all the other stuff. I didn't do it for six days because I just said I was going to mandate to myself, "Make that a rule while I was down for those days. I'm not going to get on the internet, period I'm not going to get on it, and I didn't, so that was just be testing myself along with the pain out that i was that level of pain was so deep I had because I had to, but I was testing myself to see if I was strong enough to pull this off because it was like a like a bit of an atonement, you know it was like a bit of a uh, Penance, paying homage, and all that. I turned it into something because the pain was so deep, I cry out in a different way. If I'm like leaning to my creator and my sores, I cry out. So I cried out in that way by taking something away. Like, you know, it could have been cigarettes or whatever. You know, something that I it's not it's gonna be not gonna be easy. Because it's not easy not getting online for six, six days, for two days. <laughs> it's not easy. I didn't get on there for six days. I got I was pretty proud of myself. I mean, at all. So, you know, that in itself turned it into something else for me. So I just added that little dose, you know, a little dosage for myself. And then, you know, move on forward with it. And, and it was a good thing. Excuse me, simply because, you know, the level of pain I was in, it's good that I was able to uh, create something while in pain because I felt I created that for myself, not getting on it because I know it's a perfect time twiddling my fingers. I have nothing else to do. Of course, I have television and the music and all this stuff, but it's not getting on Instagram. All that's not getting on Instagram. That's a whole total separate deal. Getting on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, which I don't do too much, but that's a whole separate thing. To cold turkey that, uh, for any amount of days, not, it's not easy. I know it's not. There's too much activity on there and everything's, everything's on there. That's the huge box. So that proved my point to me about thinking outside the box, getting outside the box, being outside the box. When I was able to pull off not being online and the beauty about technology what I love today, like I'm a driver. I you know, for the the big space mothership in the sky, I want them to know where I'm at. So the GPS and all your phone will always know where you are. And they updated, 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 updated to the point where it's easy. I like the television shows you look at. Okay, give him a ping. His last ping was over here. No, they don't don't do the the last ping, no. They don't need the last ping. They know where you are. And I say that to say that's a good feeling. I love that someone know where I am at all times. I use that. Yeah, at all times I want that. I love that. I want more of it. At all times know where I'm at. So I said that to say you can track technology very easily. And you know, the six days that I just said I went no on there. it's it's on there. No activity in six days. You're gonna see it on there. Not even well, I don't know if about looking, don't say anything about looking, but I didn't look. That's just just I've taken my word for that, I guess, but or not. But yeah, I didn't give it a peek. And, you know, feel like I succeeded and survive something because uh I see people driving down the street online. So there you go. It's that important. It's that big of a box. It's that I can't wait. I got to do it now. It's that important. So with me achieving that, you know, I set another rule for myself in my rule book. You know, that ability to, to take something, for me anyway. That ability to take a painful time and utilize it was huge for me. You know, because I like things pat. I like things set right. Well, I wasn't set right for those days. I wasn't, if you called me, for anyone out there that called me that I know, my family and so forth, friends, I wasn't talking right. not saying I'm going to kill us or anything like that, but I wasn't sounding right to them. I know I wasn't. It wasn't sounding right, just in pain. I'm not, you know, they don't, they're not used to getting that from me like that. But I was down and I was down for the count. And, you know, I was able to you know, survive it, suffice it, and and then, like I say, use it at the same time. Love it to death. Just, it's huge for me. And, you know, I, I take on things like that. And while doing it, and then while speaking about it right now, I take on things like that because that's the encouragement that I need. And that's the curls. It was like doing curls. That's the workout I needed. See? Doing that. And I know I was given that. It's just in my opinion. I feel like I was given that. Okay, here's an assignment for you while you're in pain. (laughs) Here's an assignment for you while you're in pain. It sounded like something a teacher would walk right up to you. He says, my arm is broke here. okay, we'll take your assignment home with you to the hospital first and then take it home when you go home. But while you're in pain, here's an assignment for you. It was like that. And so that's why the achievement of it is so big for me because while you're in pain, here's the assignment for you. which is, you know, a thing in itself. And I'll tell you. I, I appreciate, I mean, now I look at it totally different. I really do. There was a lady uh, just the other day I picked up. She uh, she was going to a home, a nursing home. And she was just very difficult for her to walk. Very, very, very difficult. Very difficult. I right had to help her, of course. More than happy to do it. And just, you know, just go out and I got it. It's, it's so easy to like, oh, well, no, I got it. I really felt what she was going through. It's probably because of her age or whatever else, but still, that's hers. That's what she, She's walking with that. And I was just feeling it because of what I recently went through with, you know, my own suffering, suffering, you know, with my own suffering, uh, the sciatic. It woke me up. It made, it woke me up and rec- made me recognize others who may be suffering in a whole nother area, maybe the same area. To really fully understand it. You know, so. Just a good thing just to be able, uh, especially after, you know, coming off my sick bed like that, just to be able to get on, you know, get on the show here and talk to people and, you know, and give them what I have. And, you know, with that routine being broken last week, that sort of dampened my spirits and so forth. And, you know, I had to deal with that because this thing, this radio show. I love the show. And this is what I have. And this is, you know, my presentation. This is my reach. And in fact, speaking of reach, if you feel free to reach out to us at any time, this show, next week's show, the following Sunday show, call us up 888-627-6008. If you have a topic or want to speak on a topic, that I'm speaking of, feel free to. We're going to widen that. And I can say in the degree, the degree of, uh, Broadcasting that I've been in since doing this thing. uh, I mean, just, it has done so much for me personally, you know, it has enhanced uh, my abilities in several areas, which, you know, I like not, I'm not on the show to be, uh, to be anybody, but myself period. And I'll remain that way. And I'm cool with it. The thing is, what I'm saying is the growth and just doing something, because this has been an ongoing project. And as I said, um, I remember one of the early shows, you know, we're going to go live, we're going to do video or this, or this, we've improved our sound quality. And on this end, I'm working with some people. We're talking about doing the video segment of it, which is going to be clean, just a clean look and go along with everything else and then invite the guests and So far. I know quite a few people out here. Pretty interesting. And I want to get people on here that's going to talk about, uh, you know, excelling in life, whether it's through the movie industry, music, uh school teacher, you know, education, however you want to do it, however you, you know, feel what pattern fits your life. So just a variety of different guests that you know, that I associated myself with that I know, that I feel, uh, you know, can, that are proficient and can help others, you know, in their lives. And that's just a big thing. That's an honor. To be able to do that for people. And if I'm even have an inkling of pulling that off, I'm grateful. Because that's the sole purpose. That's the deal. I remember saying before, because that's exactly what it is. That's the deal. So to be of great usage and good usage for the rest of my days, that's what I'm all about. So for anyone out there that may have gleaned anything, you know, from what I'm saying on this particular show or previous shows, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, it's like I tell people all the time, just my opinion, of course. I feel everyone should do a podcast. That's a new way we all can connect on some serious good stuff. I can get you. Everyone should do a podcast, if you can, and just, you know, better ourselves one step at a time, and it takes trial and error. For me, I'm a bootstrap guy. Everything that I do and I attempt to do, you know, I do it, you know, by the grace of God, and my own, you know, vices and the things that I have, and, you know, the old saying, you can't transmit nothing you don't have. So. In that regard, I get someone else who knows the things I need to know or don't know and just loop, 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 loop and keep looping it till I can get to that point. Especially when I saw it already before I even started putting it together. Because oftentimes it's how it happens. You see the vision or you see the finished product or rendition of it or you know what you want. I know exactly how I want it to look. And you, you know, you go after what it takes to make it look like that. I've done that on the uh financial side as well as uh you know i had a barbershop and i created the uh atmosphere for you know sports guys and lakers and clippers and people like that so i had to have a certain type of youngster in there cutting hair see i had to have a certain type and it just goes right along with uh Being able to see, you know, and for me, um, when I say what's in your rule book, that's something to take a look at because it may be something in your rule book that's hindering you or holding you back because you've been playing by some rules that may not even, that may not be applicable today to today's times. Maybe playing by some rules that's not even applicable to today's times. If you look around, it may not be. And I witnessed that a lot out there in my daily doings and dealings. I see that a lot. You know, it's like outdated. And that's why, you know, that I talked about being current, staying current. You don't have to be current, you can just stay current. You know. They update just stuff every day. That's why I mentioned in the previous show. I feel we have to update ourselves because stuff is being updated every day. My car initializes the updates, just I can get in, I can see the bark going across and i lot be done. It's pretty good though, I like it. Well, what I want to do now is take the opportunity to thank you and everyone who shared the hour with us here this week. And and hopefully you gleaned something that I've said on this particular show. And if I said something that you know, can align with what you're already doing or can align with you know your thinking and your pattern of living, then good. I've done my job. In the meantime, Take care of yourself out there and those around you in peace.